We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth. And to love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. You are listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast, episode 63. I'm here with the uh, one, the only, the bearded one, Father Pat Mullen. Say what's up, Father. What's going on, Josh and viewers, <laughs> listeners across all media? So good to be with you on a fine, fine Wednesday afternoon. Home day. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm wearing this for you. I appreciate that. I did see that right away. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Dude, I love it. I love Walgreens, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's old back. I've heard that a thousand times. I um, love Walgreens. <laughs> Such a anything man. that could unite us at this time, you know, yes. it's, it's like sports. So, yeah. We need, we need unity. But unity yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are rocking with the best of Holy Ruckus podcast, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast on the low we are here, and we have um, updates, new news. Everything is always developing. It's it's. Uh, Father, do you, do you have something? What what's been new in your life? How are you doing? What's going on? Are you safe? Yeah, thank you. I am. I am well. I am dealing with some, you know, some news or or sharing some news. So, I've been here at uh, St. Patrick's in Rockville for my first year's assignment, and it's been awesome. But, you know, all good things, you know, they kind of run their course. And, and I, you know, the time frame for mine was, was shortened from whatever the, like, the on-paper ideal of, like, three to four years in any first assignment. And, and instead, I'm moving on to a place that I know very well and that I love very much, uh, where I spent my year as a deacon, helping out and learning how to preach. So I'm going to St. Joseph's Largo, effective July 8th. And uh, that won't really disrupt our schedule. I don't. I don't imagine. I don't foresee. Um, there'll be a different background at some point in the future. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like bittersweet. I'm sure, isn't it? Uh, exactly right. Yeah. It's it's anytime a, a priest friend of mine put it like you know if you if you didn't share your heart or if you didn't try and love the people that you were assigned to and the place where you were planted you know, then it would be super easy. You know, you could just part ways without, you know, without any difficulty whatsoever. It wouldn't hurt you at all, but it hurts. It hurts a little bit, you know, as, as overjoyed as I am. And I really am just brimming with happiness at the idea of going back to St. Joseph's to people that I know and that I love and that I'm pretty sure they, they, you know, um, they love me. Yeah. I love, I loved it here, you know? And so you got to let that go and just trust the Lord and, and understand that this is exactly what we meant when we said, you know, I promise you respect and obedience. You know, I put yeah, my man. hand in the archbishop. So, it, yeah. It's so true. And then you have, like, I don't know, the quote just, like, flashed in my mind, like, the priest is not his own kind of thing. And you got to go wherever um, the Lord is sending you. And you, whether you like it or not, and just kind of go with it. And 
Um, well, thankfully, it's a to a place that you know. I don't know much about Largo. What's their main export? Like, you know, what, what's Largo about? I don't even know. Largo, sure, yeah. Maryland. It's a cool place. Um, the one of the one of the unexpected things is like it's become sort of unofficially deemed as like the halfway point between the northern counties and the northern parts of PG and and Montgomery and southern maryland so we host quite a fair number of like archdiocesan trainings etc so you get to see people coming through that like you know you wouldn't expect normally and it's kind of wonderful they come right to your doorstep but uh, there's no there's no school there they feed into the neighboring school at st ambrose in, in cheverly it's mm-hmm. super close to fedex field so one of my oh. favorite things is that um on any given sunday during the football season you can immediately recognize, you know, either by their jerseys or by their skin color, the visitors from out of town who are like going to be attending, you know, rooting for the, you know, the Eagles, the Packers, whoever they're playing that weekend. And they kind of do this. You can, you can, sometimes you can even see the, the hamster running in the wheel in their head. Like we did, we did land in a Catholic church, right? Like we looked this up, honey. And it said, uh-huh. I saw the sign because it's a black Catholic parish and lots of people have never been to a majority black Catholic parish before. And so it throws them off their game. They're like, are we actually, is this a Baptist church and a Methodist or a Methodist church? Oh my church? gosh, this is the Catholic church. Well, I mean, I'm sure you have like a bunch of maybe Eagle fans that, you know, wear the face paint or, you know, all that. So wait, are you like the parish like next to like FedEx or no? Pretty much, we're the closest. Um, what? Dude, yeah. you should totally like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I don't know, like I saw like the Nats mass or something. Like I thought that was cool. Like yeah. I think on Sundays, you should find a way to get in the tailgate in the morning and hold a yeah, mass there. Right? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be um, sweet. That would be cool. That'd be a neat, uh, little, neat little shout out. Um, so it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good assignment. As was my current assignment that's wrapping up. Yeah, and the next chapter is always, you know exciting and, and intimidating at the same time because it's, it's just the unknown right so mm-hmm. it's a little bit better now so i'm grateful gotcha and you got some time to say some goodbyes i know masses are churches are opening up uh nationwide i mean that's that's a hallelujah hallelujah but i mean we don't i mean yeah. who knows, we might yeah, be back uh, <laughs> locked up because of uh maybe the oh second God. wave but Dude. god knows what he's doing that's right that's maybe. right <laughs> no he doesn't know what he's doing um, but maybe we're, hopefully we'd be wise to listen to his promptings and his movements because I don't know. I don't know. But um, no, it's cool. And I'm going to be going to a, an ordination. Or I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to go to the ordination because that's only you guys, right? Are you going? Ordinations? No, no, not even us. The general, the general presbyterate isn't even invited. It's just going to be like the special VIP dignitaries, I, I imagine, the vesting priests and family. Okay. So they're a real small crowd, but I hope to get to maybe at least one first mass. That would be Yeah, nice. do you have any do you have any like locked in? You have the name names, but uh, just... yeah. I know um I know James Morrison pretty well, Deacon James Morrison. Yeah, I'm going to that one. I'm filming that one. Nice. Sweet. I'll be All out right. there. Each other there. It'll be like another there it is. There it is. We'll, we'll, yeah, we will uh, kiss yeah. on the cheek and everything. It'll be great. Anyway, but also sharing this weekend and what gives? I mean, why can't the fathers have their own weekend, Father Pat? Why? I mean, you are a father. Like, but why <sighs> mixing a church and state here is 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 really making it difficult. 
like national holiday and uh i gotta also think about my faith and well one it's on a sunday so i was like i gotta go to mass right i mean i can get away with it but i don't know um father's day uh, yeah well, good what, memories what, what, what bad memories if you weren't with us, Josh, like honestly, what would you be doing? <laughs> you got out lawn bowling, like throwing lawn darts or something? Like, come oh on! Oh my gosh, I've never done that. No, um, uh, a non-COVID like Father's Day would be probably me grilling. So, like, I'd probably still be working. <laughs> so, I'd be grilling <laughs> and then enjoying myself, then passing out for two hours, and then waiting with the false hope that I will one day receive a PS4 or now a PS5 or something, uh, a video game system because every year of my marriage, every birthday, every Father's Day, I always begin the same litany of just like, come on, Em, like just once I would love video games. Like I don't play video games. I'm not addicted, but yeah, right. sometimes I'm like- It would be nice to have that as like a backup relaxation. Yeah, I feel you. Well, I look forward to that day, too, when you can have me over and we'll play PS10 together. Exactly. Yeah. We, <laughs> I know, right? They just, they just announced for PS5. So who knows when that day will be. But uh, for now, you know, no video games and too much, uh, too much going on. Who knows? Going on. But, yeah, um, fun, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I love, well, I love to cook. I love carne asada. I love a steak and just like grill like fajita meat and stuff like that on the grill. That's really cool. Marinating it the day before. Um, so, but you know, I just, whatever, whatever's clever, whatever my wife plans and the kids plan. So it's always cool. The kids are getting older now so they can pull some surprises. Um, but yeah. Uh, how about you? Um, I don't know. I don't know much about your family background. All I know is, is, is your, uh, your sister's, but I don't know much else, like fond Father's Day for you. What is it like? What? Right, yeah. So my, um, from my family of origin dynamic, there's the three, I have, I'm one of four. I have three sisters. I'm the only boy, the solo barron. And I have um, both parents, thanks be to God, um, divorced. So we do, I mean, dad, mom, mom and dad, we just do separately, you know, for their respective days. Sure. Father's Day, we many years like were just taken up by like dad's travel or assignment. Like he was, uh, he was literally deployed. Like he was on the other side of the country um, for like three different tours of duty. He went active duty during the Afghan War and um, the, you know the war on terrorism. So like sometimes we just didn't get to celebrate Father's Day together. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, like make it up next chance we could get. But let me tell you, and then my dad is not like a big golf guy because like usually I think the U.S. Open happens on <laughs> Father's Day weekend. And my uncle loves to watch golf and I like to watch golf with him. So I've done that several years um, before. But my, my dad, you know, doesn't watch golf. Um, he'll play Frisbee golf. Um, and that's like kind of a, a if we play together it's an opportunity for him to just absolutely tar and feather me like i can't is he good at that oh he's really good he's he's what really good is it with uh, i don't know i don't know how to say it <laughs> white folk and frisbee <laughs> yes frisbee golf or disc golf or like what like yeah, it's a thing it's a thing and i, I don't know how, like, how predominantly white it is but it's definitely like 
the nerdy white guys that I know. Um, in Ohio, that was the thing. I've trafficked. I've trafficked in all of these things. I like to say, <laughs> I used to say to my youth group that like the one nerd nerddom like that I didn't really like get into very heavily was like anime. I was not Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I, although I've done lots of tabletop gaming in my life, I'm like every other shade of nerd. You know, you including fantasy sports, but like, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll join you on, on the fantasy sports. Okay. So, um, so recently though, with, with father's day, is there, you know, or do you have any plans for this Friday or sun, uh, Sunday? Well, you're going to be going to a mass, but like, I don't know. Do you find yeah. time to yep. make it happen it, for him? I hope so. We, we got together this past weekend and I made sure I like front loaded the card. So he like knew that I was his I was his best and favorite child, you know, because um, he, he's always joked with us like, you know, I can't remember your name, so I'm just going to call you by your numbers. And there's some there's some opportunity for advancement, like, you know, so normally I'm number three. But like this past weekend, I was like, so this is your first card, right? So that makes me number one. Like I place first place, you know, like, come on, who, who really loves you, big guy? Um, who loves you, baby? <laughs> exactly. And my my last year the same thing that's happening this weekend in terms of ordinations on Saturday and then guys first mass of Thanksgiving on Sunday happened. So, I mean, last, last weekend was just like way off that I got to celebrate my first father's day as a spiritual father, but with my dad and to honor him and to, you know, acknowledge him and, and thank him, you know, for his, his fatherhood. So yeah, a premature happy father's day to you, Josh, and to oh, all yes. of the yeah thank you thank you i remember it was so funny i don't know what was what i was on as a kid but for some reason because i was the only guy in my household growing up i was raised i was i i was raised by two women but hold on uh two grandmas like back and forth right i actually said like i was like yeah they were same sex i was like i thought that no i don't know what that's like but i do have two grandmas that i have like a tennis ball i'd I be the tennis ball i go back and forth virginia and maryland virginia and maryland and um they were they would raise me and uh because my dad wasn't in the picture um my dad um got himself uh, into some little trouble he's he's totally reformed now he's He's back in communion with the church. He's he's doing good. He's kicking butt, taking names. He's like really heavy on like consecration to Mary and just like he's I don't know he's come alive, um, and he's uh, he's married now uh, and everything else. My mom passed away when I was little, and so I was raised by my grandma's. So Father's Day was always as a kid like pretty weird, pretty pretty tough, and and it, you know just brought I don't know there was like a little father wound there, and mm -hmm. so I would spend my time marathoning different movies that would remind me of the fact that I didn't have a dad with me oh, and so like masochistic treatment oh wow. totally 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 yeah. so we're talking you know what like we're talking Star Wars ish Star Wars like you know all of the Star Wars we're talking Lion King we're talking Lion mm. King and we're yeah. talking angels in the outfield randomly like we're talking you know, right now. <laughs> you know like stuff like that you know, like, you know, yeah. dumb things like that. Um, but um, he, my dad wasn't dead. So I excuse my father if he's watching this. Like, he wasn't dead, but we just didn't have that relationship right away uh, because of the distance and because of just wounds and, and, and things of me growing up and being angsty as a teenager. Um, yeah. But thankfully, um, through like 
understanding like my sonship with God, and, and this is where I want to go, um, understanding like my sonship with God, I, I, it was really early on that one of my spiritual fathers um, had told me like, hey, if, you, if you're going to do this, if you're going to follow the Lord, eventually all roads lead to the Father, God the Father, but they have to probably go through your biological father if he's still with us. And yeah. you're going to need to to forgive uh, at some point on God's time and be open to to that grace. And um, obviously, you know, my memory, like I remember everything. I can't forget. But there was a difference. Like there was this even this thing. I even wrote a song about it back in the day when I was doing music with this idea of um, you hear like I got to forgive and forget, you know, and how hard and and oftentimes like if you're not ready, that's really insensitive thing to say. But how I kind of try to visualize it, especially with people who have wronged me. And in this case, um, as a kid, my, my dad and my issues there. I really took it to heart that I need to learn. I need to be open to forgiveness whenever that moment comes across and like answer and then be open to like the way that God forgets my sin at the confessional, the way he absolves me mm. and doesn't let it hang over my head. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like mentally, I'm going to remember, right? There's nothing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to not let it hang over your head where every time I see my dad, I think jerk or sinner or whatever right that's the part of like forgetting i don't want that in my life i want to remove that right mm-hmm. that makes sense at all or oh absolutely i totally relate it's it's incredible like how um similar the your experience of you know forgiveness especially towards your father is to my own because I, I had to get over like this bean counter mentality. Mm. You know, but then I, uh, I also projected onto God, the father, you know, I, like I, I had this idea and this image of God being merciful, but like keeping score, God, the divine accountant, God, you mm. know, writing down, you know, credits and debits, like, you know, black and, and red and, you know, itemizing every last thing that I'm doing wrong. And it was really something that I was doing in life against my loved ones, but especially against my my old man. I was just keeping score, keeping this running tally like in my head and in my heart and letting it just calcify and harden and and stay there and cling to me. And And then, you know, like a breakthrough retreat happened where I realized like, you know, God does not demand this kind of accounting work from me. You know, like when I make my confession, you know, that's it. It's it's done. It's gone. And he doesn't make me like go through this painstaking process of like quantifying the exact amount of wrong that I that I did. And he just offers me this blanket forgiveness. And then the, you know, the payoff question, the challenging like, oh, man, right here was like, you know, why are you doing that with your dad? Like, why why would you demand that of another human being if I'm not doing that of you? Why are you like, you know, stricter than I, than I am? Yeah. Why are you holding it over his head? Why are you, why is his love, you know, conditional? Why are you playing that game? And, mm. and, and that's totally like, I vibe with that as well. Cause that's, that's where I was at. And it painted my, my relationship with God like that. Cause I mean, it was a part of my tradition and my heritage to go to church and to go to adoration, to go to confession, but there would always be that one thing I wouldn't, the, the, the non-touchable, I wouldn't touch it. You know, I wouldn't touch it. And I knew. Um, and so that's my thing, even when I was doing ministry with kids and with my, like, with my, um, 
with my students. Like I always like stress, like that's going to be part of it too. And like your relationship with your father or your spiritual fathers in your life or father figures in your life. Like what do you do in those moments if you're not given the ideal, right? And how do you respond to that? How do you, um, and do you project those failings of your biological onto your, to your Holy father, right? To, to God, the father. And, you know, and I don't know, I just think it's so many years that, you know, I could have known the Lord even more profoundly. Uh, and they were, you know, not wasted, I want to say, but yeah, like to, to an extent, like they were, they were not cashed in. I didn't cash in the chips because I was right. too busy, you know, not wanting to get hurt. And, and, you know, and so, but it wasn't until going to college and meeting my wife even and counting my blessings that I started looking at God's hand and understanding, like even through scripture, like understanding, like if you understand scripture, like that it's God, the father, like writing it and like speaking, it changes the way, like it changes it from being like, here's this oppressive, emotional, emo God who's like striking people down, mowing everybody down. But it's like, or is this a father, like father, trying to father a nation or father his kids, you know, albeit, you know, however. Protecting his, protecting his kids, protecting his covenant, those that, those that he's chosen. I, I took, yeah. Amen to that, you know, snaps, snaps all around because like, that's, I think that's a lot of people. I think that's a lot of people in the church um, without trying to be like too trite or dismissive in any no. way. Like I'm not oversimplifying by any means, but I think a lot of us read um, our vision of God in general, you know, but then specifically about, about fatherhood, I think definitely, but we project onto God tons of stuff that we experience in our immediate lives and stories. And there's like this reverse, this reverse like imaging, you know, where we know that we are made in the image and likeness of God, but now we, we suddenly turn, flip it on its head and we make God into the image and likeness of the people around us, you know, ourselves, our own story. And we assume that like, I'm reading, you know, if I'm reading the Old Testament, I'm, I'm using my emotions to try and understand what God is expressing. And this is really inadequate. This is woefully inadequate because like, what do, and what do infinite, infinite emotions look like? Is that even the right way to characterize them? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the story of redemption is kind of beautiful in that the Lord has written for me in part of my own journey, like my own prodigal son experience, and all of it becomes then material to share, you know, something to, to, uh, like join, you know, to other people's sufferings, just, just that, that idea of compassion that, you know, we, we are, uh, really pondering these days, you know, to suffer with. No, and for sure. And, and, even like some of the things that I've been, I've been seeing, like, I mean, it very timely, like Father's Day and just understanding the role of the father. And so even for me, I mean, it's still, still a grind uh, with my relationship with my dad. I mean, it's way better than it was. Um, but, you know, so I look forward to this Sunday, sending some time across there. I can just call him or video chat him and then, you know, let him see his grandkids right now, because he's out of the country. He's in Mexico. And so I'm not Mexican. So there you go. But uh, he's a Mexican citizen. He lives there now. And so to be able to um, to show him a little bit about what's going on in my life and, and the grandkids and everything else, like that's 
that's something that's really healing for him. And I knew it was, uh, I don't want to let him off the hook. I want him to know like, Hey, it's all good on my end. You know, as we, we've, you know, it's between God and you and between God and me, we're, we're all good. And you're not going to be a detriment to, to me, you know, progressing right. as a person and, and trying to be holy, you know, cause that's part of it. So, uh, it's been good, but I want to switch it uh, to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. See, cause we call you father, you know, and we call you father and, and, and many of my father figures are my, you know, I have spiritual fathers and priests and, um, but I wanted to ask you, like, when was the first moment for you, Father Pat, that you actually felt like, you know, a dad or, a, you know, a spiritual father, a papa, Abba, not the band, uh, you know, papi, not papi chulo, but like, you know what I mean? Like, when was no, the first I, time you actually felt like a, um, a spiritual father? So if this wasn't the first, it was definitely one of the most impactful. And I distinctly remember where I was, who I was with. And I'm, you know, for sake of, um, you know, respect for, I mean, his HIPAA yeah. privacy and, uh, yeah, I'm going to change the young man's name Go for, for the sake of the story. But I was, um, I was assigned as a, for a pastoral assignment, you know, the training I was getting in seminary the second time through um, while I was at Theological College, I would walk down the street uh, one day a week to go to Children's and at Children's Hospital. I would visit different floors, but I was on heart and kidney, and there was um, a long-term patient there, and we'll call him Eddie. Um, Eddie uh, was um, just like this bright light, a really, really bright light. All the nurses loved him and knew him by name. All the doctors loved him, because he had been there for forever, you know, and he had a pretty amazing medical story, you know, the details of which, you know, I, I won't share because... Of, you know, of respect totally. for his, his identity. Yeah. So um, I'm visiting, you know, his floor, see that his door's open, but he's sound asleep. Um, and like, there's a door in full view of the wide open, you know, door um, to his his room. And I'm like, I'm like mid rosary or whatever, mid decade or something. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, obviously I can't sit and talk with the little, my little buddy, um, but I'm just going to sit here and finish this decade of the rosary um, and pray with him. And then I'm going to go see the next kid. And the, like, while I'm sitting there by bedside in this chair, it was like this weird moment that really helped me in my discernment in, in the long run. Um, but it was, it, this thing hit me, right? Cause it's, there's nothing super enviable, envious about like that scenario. Like no parent wants to be, you know, at their kid's bedside in the hospital. Like nobody looks forward to that. That's not a life goal. That, you know, it's a horrible kind of situation or whatnot. And and yet, like the, it, it hit me all of a sudden that I felt very, I felt like I was keeping vigil, you know, just praying by his bedside. And, um, and he was not acutely sick at the time, um, but he was just sound asleep, you know, and I was like, this is something that I know I'm not called to, or I wasn't discerning biological fatherhood at the time, and this is not something that I'll that I'll get to do. But it was like this impression uh, all of a sudden, like, okay, I I get this. This makes sense a little better to me of like how 
how it tugs at your heart and you feel you f you can't help but feel feelings at that time like really really I really really loved that moment you know again granting you that like there there's not a single dad you know um who kids that that like is looking forward to the day oh I can't wait until you break your arm little squirt you know but like that that being bedside really helped me understand like what some what dads feel and knowing that about my own heart was like a big relief that like I have that capacity to love that way and then also simultaneously feel this resignation this acceptance this like I'm okay with this not being my story with this not being my my book man was that like a weird dad moment you know yeah. maybe not the first but it was definitely something that'll never leave me you know how does that how does that affect your your priesthood going forward how do you think it paints like the way you you look at your priesthood sure i yeah i can answer that easily so i take that i took that experience into spiritual direction and on retreat with me and at one point or another i prayed this somewhat foolish prayer thinking I was being really generous with the Lord and like offering him my all, my everything. And so I just went this place like in prayer journaling of, of saying like, um, Lord, you can have the soccer games, you know, you can have the graduations, you can have the, the birthday parties and stuff. And all, I'm like listing these things that I'm consciously aware that aren't supposed to be mine, that I'm not mm -hmm. supposed to have or whatnot. And then I got this challenge, like, right back in prayer from, from the Lord of, like, that's nice, Pat. I didn't ask for those things. You know, I didn't ask you to give up those things. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to share in, in other families' moments many, many times over. You're going to be at plenty of games, plenty of graduations, plenty of birthday parties, plenty of da-da-da-da-da-da. And that was his response to me. So what I took away from that experience was, like, I need you to know that I made your heart for this and I gave you this capacity to love. And I really, really want you to be this generous as you felt this time, you know, with a kid that I knew, you know, uh, we had talked plenty of times before. We always had like a good rapport. Um, but I want you to, I want you to be able to do this for so many more and so many others. Um, and it, yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not, you know, someone who shares a last name with you, but you're, I need you to do this for, the you know the the ninety eight year old in a, in a, a mystical way you know when you go to his bedside you know and to care for them the same way that you would your own your own loved one wow yeah that's that's that is quite <laughs> no no I'm being, exactly. serious, I'm being serious no man it, that was that was deep I always I don't know if I get offended for my friend priests and and or I get defensive for you guys because because I, I hear sometimes people say like oh like he'll never know what it's like mm -hmm. or oh that sucks that he'll never have this so for but to answer that for you like you never felt cheated or, or you're missing out like can you respond to that like you know lovingly like hey yeah thank you thank you for that the sentiment but I'm not missing out I mean is there a little bit of that or do you feel like you're missing out no I feel um, I feel like there's some, there are, I, I won't deny that there like are acute moments where mm -hmm. you're, you like, I don't know. Um, you, you notice like dad's crushing it with their own kids and you're like, wow, he's really good at that job. Like, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think I could do it as, as well as, as he's clearly, 
you know, he's clearly loving his his own. Well, he has help, Father. Don't don't give him all the glory. <laughs> That's true. Behind behind every great man, um, and I get that. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel. By and large, I do not feel like I'm I'm missing out on that goodness because if anything, it 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 impresses upon me what an awesome privilege it is that I get to be there not just for like my own kin, my own kids. I get to be present to the dads that I admire that are that are doing it so well. Like you guys, you know, guys like you, Mike McHugh, um, Mike Tenney, Tony Esser, you know, dads that in my life. Mm-hmm that have the benefit of also being an age you know um, my childhood friends like I get to admire learn from watch closely and then love that dad and you know his kids by extension so yeah I I don't I don't feel gypped I know that some guys really really mourn it and their story is yeah isn't it like a period of mourning like yeah, I think any loss comes with grief, you know. So, like, it, we we go through a version of grief, perhaps a much diminished one, and not like as gut wrenching. When we change jobs, you know, or like when we move out, when we graduate from school, you know, even very very happy moments in life come with of loss and grief at times because they change. It's just simple change. So, like, I know dads who have gone through going from four to five kids or three to four kids. You know, that comes with like its weird kind of, you know, mini grief, if you will, because you're losing whatever that family dynamic was before and you're welcoming in this new thing that's definitely going to have an impact on how how you're able to function as, as a family unit. But man, I tell you what, <laughs> after just one year in, and I think, you know, I want to respect the sanctity of even the secular part of this holiday that's coming up because like dads are dads are dads, you know, like I take nothing away and I give nothing away of my own spiritual fatherhood. Um, but like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not out there trying to be a biological dad to <laughs> perish. Like that's weird. Okay. <laughs> that's, 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 it doesn't work. You know, like if anything, I'm learning from these, you know, these 50, 60 year old dads in my parishes, you know, cause they're sharing with me and they're jiving with me and they're dropping little wisdom bombs about like their experience with their kids and um, with their sons and daughters that I want to know about. Like, I want to know, like, how do you be patient with that sort of thing? So um, yeah, it's it, like, it's definitely still very much a day about biological fatherhood. And I like that Catholics throw in, spiritual fatherhood but it's a huge day for biological fatherhood so i gotta ask you josh <laughs> go ahead i gotta ask you the same the same questions like you know okay so um when did you when did you feel like you know when did you connect with that idea of like i'm a dad like i feel sure. like it yeah and and they always um our catholics always are pro-life folk always say like well you're a dad already like you know six months into the pregnancy, right? And it's like, I don't feel like it. Um, I feel like a dad in a negative sense when I have to get up in the morning or, or, or you know, change a diaper or not have it my way, I feel like a dad there. Um, but there, there's, there's these moments where um, I go on like little dates with my kids, you know, mm-hmm. like with my girls, 
and I like surprised them. So like just the other day, like because quarantine, my 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 daughter Gianna, my oldest, she didn't get a chance to really go out, and so you know, so I said, you know what, like bump that. We're just gonna put a mask on. We're gonna go get some froyo. We get some frozen yogurt. And I and little known fact, I don't mess with dessert like that. Like I don't, I I'm not like head over heels in love with it. So, but she is, so I'm like, okay, and my wife is, so there's always ice cream in the house now, because I realized the power of ice cream <laughs> and dairy products, not in a negative sense, but in, the, in a beautiful, holy good sense, you know, oh, yeah. it yeah, totally yeah. changes the mood <laughs> for my wife and for my kids, so I'm like, <laughs> bet. like, let's keep buying more. You know, for me, it's an ice cold like Coca-Cola. Like stock in, in Briars, yeah. Yes, right? Or Ben and Jerry's. I don't know how woke Ben and Jerry's is. Did you, have you seen the stuff that Ben and Jerry's is putting do. out? I have seen the stuff. Like, those 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 Jews can really, you know, advocate. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait a second. Wait, did, what did Jews? Jewish community? Sure, yeah. Ben and sure Jerry's? Ben and Jerry, whatever their last names are. They're both two Jewish guys, yeah, from like, new england that's not funny that's not funny i'm just saying wow because man they like the way they go about like advocating for the black lives matter movement and and just the inequalities like i I love it i was like oh my gosh like shout out like i'm gonna at ben and jerry's right now because like yeah i had no idea these facts you know like so ben and jerry's if you haven't done it already ladies and gentlemen um do 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 uh look up ben and jerry's on uh instagram and uh facebook and twitter because they got a lot of wisdom. Um, but yeah, uh, also, uh, for those of you just joining us, you're listening to the Holy Ruckus podcast. We're talking fatherhood. Uh, we're talking puppies. We're talking priesthood. We're talking spiritual fathers, uh, godfathers. And uh, I'm giving a little bit of my story. Um, but if you're listening, you've come to the right place. So yeah, I've been talking about um, that. So going on a little date nights with my kids and, you know, and, and sitting with them and, you know, getting all somewhat dressed up you know like like a dad uh just recently also i um uh outdoor adoration and just being able to kneel in front and and you know so a priest uh uh the pastor he put the blessed sacrament on on his porch uh and then there's a little grassy area right out front in the front yard and uh people are in their cars but there's some praying outside and kids whatever and so i i got out with the kids and we we went and we knelt and I felt like a dad there you know yeah. um just finding ways to like be uh you know a sign and, and be a symbol for like something else like i want them to to look past me and to see god um but i know at the same time you know, and that's not to say like I'm not important, but like God's going to use me for what he's going to use me for. Um, and as long as I know that, like there's no being shortchanged. I know that God's going to use me. I'm an important part of that. I'm an instrument, but um, I'd be screwed if I didn't at the end of my life, you know, um, yeah. give them Jesus. And I think <clears throat> that was the one thing. I don't know where this is from. If it was from a talk or from a book or whatever. Um, but at the end of my days, like, to be able to, you know, to stand before God and, you know, be like, I think it was about priesthood, but it was like, to be able to say like, you know, what did you, what did you give me? You know, uh, what did you bring to me? And I said, I, I brought you my kids. I brought you my students. I brought you, you know, my, my community and my family. Excellent. And that's what I want to do. So I don't know. I, I feel like a, a dad, like a, you know, pumped up father figure when, when mm-hmm. I try to show them like true goodness and beauty. And yeah. So Josh, let me ask you like, 
you could have different answers for this, or maybe it's just the same, the same kind of answer, but okay, let's find out. What would you, what would you then want like, um, like the clergy to know about being a dad? Like, what would you, like, what would you like, what would you share with us or, or like try and teach us? And like, if mm. it's different, you know, you know, you could say in general, like, what would you just want other dads to know? Sure. Expectant fathers or like young, young men discerning which kind of fatherhood to pursue? Yeah. Um, that's amazing. That's a great question. Um, what I would say to the dads, first and foremost, like to, to the biological dads or the new dads or the soon to be dads or people that are contemplating being a dad, uh, just get ready to like joyfully, like kind of lay yourself down, uh, to die. My, my motto, my mantra is like die, like die to self and like mercy, mercy, mercy. Cause there gonna be moments where you want to like fight somebody or your spouse and you shouldn't, and you should never. Um, or like lash out with the tongue, you know, and, and, and say something you're not supposed to. Um, but it's a spiritual battle. And, but at the same time, also like understand like um, your example, like each kid, um, each, you know, you know, the girls with the dad and the boys with the mom, like there is, there is a difference. I notice it. There's, there's differences when my kids come to me and, you know, not because they want something that mom won't give them, you know, right. but there are moments where uh, they're looking for something specific out of the parent and it's not reward, but it's affirmation, it's comfort, it's, you know, it's something that only that person could give. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of, of the complementarity of, 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 uh, of marriage and, wow. and having that. And I'm saying that as a person that didn't have that growing up. Right. And, and so I'll put myself first out there and saying, you know, um, I experienced that, you know, not having that, you know, not having that state stability. But now that I'm trying to build and trying to rebuild that family structure, one thing that I'll say is like, man, for my for my, you know, father is like, pray, man, kneel before God, like show your kids that. You know, yeah. we want to be macho, macho man or something like that. Like that's, that's lame. That's outdated. And that's that fake machismo stuff, especially in the Latin community, like yeah. show and share, show and share and be vulnerable because your kids are going to look for that in the world. And if they don't get it from you, they're going to get it from somewhere else. Ooh. And, and I want, um, and they, there's stats like Pew Research said like what, 82%, 85% of uh kids stay with their faith when they see that it's the father being the initiator a lot of times we just see the ladies at the church right and they and and again this isn't competition my wife's gonna run laps around me in the holiness department that's fine <laughs> that's fine but what can i do right. um you know and what can i do you know yeah. um so um but yeah other than that um and then for our priests right uh, for our priests, um, what I would say is, uh, please don't be afraid to step into the void and to step into initiating conversations with fathers. One of the most beautiful things when I was newly married was having a parish community that was able to um, uh, embrace fathers and, and guys and single dads or whatever and say, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, reflect on the gospel. It was a men's group. And we're yeah. not talking Knights of Columbus. We're not talking like, I mean, those are good too, but right. there were specific right. things about a pastor meeting with 
the men every Saturday at 6.30 in the morning, seven o'clock, bringing donuts and having like steak dinners or like every, and I mean, and I saw it at my, at my home parish and I saw it, it was like hundred guys deep, 70 guys deep. Uh, weekly, it'd be like 50 guys that would come on the regular, shout out St. Andrews. Like, mm. and it was so meaningful to know that you're not alone. And so if I could talk to an associate pastor or, or a pastor, I would say, go, you know, don't just send your deacon. Don't just send your associate pastor, you know, who just got there, like go yourself and start the ball rolling. If you want to do it during Advent, you know, during Lent where there's a fixed time where you can offer it, do it. But I think the church will go and the parish family will go and grow once the dad is fully engaged if not, just get used to seeing him at Knights of Columbus once a, once a year and right, doing right, like Tootsie Roll stuff, which is important. And, you know, this yeah, is the Holy Orchestra. Yeah. I'm ruffling some feathers. That's fine. But I want <laughs> you to know, like, there's a spiritual component here and, and we need our dads. So I don't know. Is that good enough for you? Oh, dude. Fantastic. Crushed those answers. Good. Thanks, and also, I want to I want to clarify. Um, and I just got a message here. Um so when I when I mention um, organizations, Knights of Columbus, or even even my man's Ben Ben and Jerry, I don't know what they're about and support. Like I mean, you you look underneath the the rock, you're gonna find that you know people support things or, or whatever. But um, it's important to be to be learned and, and to and to inform your conscience. And so I know that when I mention Ben and Jerry's, you might be like, well, they also support other things that aren't Catholic. Under, under, understandable right and and we can not condone that um right. but i don't know i think thomas aquinas also you know says like well intentionality is important too like what's your um you know when you're going right. to chipotle you know i i, I love chipotle burritos you know yeah. but at the same time i know that in the month of june you know like right. there's there's yeah. so i'm like but if I play that game, I don't know. What do you think, Father? I mean, because that just came up, like, this idea of, like, I realized, it's like, oh, like, Ben and Jerry's, but I don't know, in your fatherhood, in your wisdom. <laughs> well, I think it does tie into fatherhood because, like, a dad shouldn't be afraid of a dad's heart or a spiritual dad. Like, we shouldn't be afraid of the truth, you know, and where the truth lies. And, like, often these things demand some distinctions be made, you know? And theology does have something to say about this. It is competent because in, in matters of these morals, we're always forbidden to like formally cooperate with something evil. Like, you know, if somebody else's stated purpose or mission or like one of the things that they support or that they're about is like something that we cannot and will not be about ourselves, it would be wrong for us to like support, patronize, or, you know, agree with them on those stances you know because of those stances um but like that's the difference between formal cooperation with evil and material cooperation with evil material the latter being like sometimes you know we we uh, sometimes we end up like supporting a business or patronizing like you know uh somebody's you know business that knowing that they do support such and such stance or they do like they put out such statements but that's different from like you know the, the act of like buying a cup of coffee from starbucks is different from agreeing with everything that they're about it is still possible that like the reason why you're buying that cup of coffee is because of their stances on whatever they're about sure. uh, and there are plenty of times where even material cooperation is something that we want to personally forego like i just don't even want to give 
the appearance of like there, there may also be some scandal involved in this. Like I'm not sure people can understand exactly what I'm trying to do here or what I'm to, you know, the distinction that, that I'm making. But if theology allows us, if moral theology allows us the difference between formal and material cooperation, then there it's definitely possible to say, okay, look, look, guys, <laughs> you know, this is it's just it's not like a complete blanket effect of like. I go to McDonald's, I eat a, I eat a Big Mac or whatever. I then have signed on the dotted line that everything McDonald's has ever approved of or bought from, you know, or exploited or whatever. Sure. People out of that, I'm signing, I'm co-signing that BS, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and so, again, Mr. Shane, we're not, we don't endorse uh, all the beliefs of, uh, or, you know, or, you know, and they're not sponsoring us. Ben and Jerry's ain't giving me a dime. But right. you know who is? <laughs> you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. If you are a, a Patreon supporter and are newly uh, minted, patreon.com slash the holy ruckus underscore give. Father Pat, um, anything you want to say to our, our patrons, our folks that have been uh, showing up for us now just with prayer, but also with, you know, patronage. Yeah. What do you think? A, a deep, profound word of gratitude um, to the to those supporting. Um, accent time. You got to do accent. <laughs> I guess I'll go, I'll go with Scottish. So thank you very much for all those who have signed on to um, support this kind of evangelization work. It's not something that we can do on our own, but we do actually need your financial contributions. Of course, we'd rather have your prayers than your money, but your money's kind of nice at the same time too, because there's lots of stuff that doesn't just happen. We don't, it just doesn't, you know, the time it's not afforded. A worker is worth his own wages, his daily wages. And so... <laughs> so, so Thank you to all those who have already given and for those who are tuning in, um, who may feel called a little tug at your heart, convinced by this gorgeous Scottish accent, then maybe you ought to just open up your, your wallets and your heart. <laughs> open up them pocketbooks. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. And with that, I want to give you a, a shout out. I'm not going to say last names, but this is a shout out to our patrons thus far um, in the last two days. Uh, Christina, Rebecca, uh, OG Rebecca. Rebecca's been with us from the beginning since day one. Um, Laura, Jaime, Tim and Janine, and, and Jackie, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for uh, signing on to be a part of the Holy Ruckus. And uh, shout out those of you. There's different tiers. Um, whatever you can give, right? Whatever you gave, like, this makes a difference and allows us to offset some of the costs of our website, of, of hiring a web developer, of uh, video and editing, uh, audio editing for the podcast. All this stuff, you know, has been things that we've, we've been um, kind of footing the bill for. And, and now it's like, it's a shared effort that we're, we're trying to do. So thank you. And if the spirit is moving you to, to donate or to, or to keep doing it, uh, please really prayerfully consider it. And thank you again. And again, you are part of it. You are part of the show. So messaging us and emailing us, that, that's part of the deal. You're part of it. So, you know, especially you putting in your hard-earned hard -earned dough and prayers, like this is a podcast and a, and a platform for you. And uh, this is what it's about. So ladies and gentlemen, oh, one last thing about fatherhood. 
<laughs> one last thing about father about bat. So this is the anniversary of um of a, a very very funny uh text message that I received in exchange, and it was okay. with this gentleman who you know who's a father, and I'll just read it out to you, and he said. And I, and I wanted to, it was a day ahead of Father's Day. I'm, and so, we had, I'm so curious. <laughs> and, and, and he's a dad, you know, he has like two girls uh, who are, you know, I think one is in college and one's in high school. Mm-hmm. And so um, his, his name was, we're going to call him Terry, because that's, that's what his name was. <laughs> and, and, so, um, and so Terry uh, texts me and says, uh, hey, you know, great job today. It was fun working with you. I said, that's awesome, Terry. Thanks so much. Happy early Father's Day. And then he goes, and he goes, thank you, Josh. And I pray one day you will know the joy of, of uh, having kids and being a father yourself. And I said, you know, this is last rolling year? on the floor. Huh? Was this last year that you got this? This was text? last year. Oh, you yeah. You already had four? I had four. And so I, te- I texted him and said, Thank you so much. Dot 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 dot. Uh, I have four. I actually have four kids. <laughs> and then he goes. And he goes. Oh, I'm so sorry. You just look so young to have, you know, four kids. And I'm like, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you never know. You 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 know you never know. And yeah. I've been told I look 17 at times. So you know whatever. You don't get mistaken for 17. Uh, but totally, guys. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Holy Ruckus podcast weekly with you, uh, Father Pat and myself. If you haven't already done so, please follow and subscribe uh, to the podcast on um, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. You can do that. Also, there'll be times where we're going to stay on Facebook, but eventually we're just going to stick to audio. So just know that we're not setting the precedent that we can't always fulfill, you know, because life is life. And so mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening and for watching. Um, share it if you like it. Um, again, uh, we are brought to you by uh, our patrons, our, our Patreon supporters. We are brought to you by um, Father Pat. Thank you. The letter F for, for fatherhood. There you go. Whether it's your spiritual father, where it's your godfather, whether it's your, uh, you know, whoever, grandfather, papi, papi, abba. I don't know where are some other ones. Abuelito. Abuelito. Uh, show some love, man. Show some love to, to your, uh, the fathers in your life. Uh, and and uh, if they have um, passed, on, uh, passed away, you know, pray for them uh, during this time as well. All right. Father Pat, anything. Um, enjoy grilling on Sunday, <laughs> grilling and, sure. and, uh, you know, contemplating, uh, yeah, the forms, the forms of video games someday that will be yours in the eternal kingdom. <laughs> there will not be video games in my house, but there'll probably be ice cream. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Uh, catch you again. And if you haven't already done so, become a Patreon supporter. Uh, we're, we're giving away, you know, we're, it's part of our reward system. T-shirt, give a mug. Father Pat, we got to get you a mug so you can be part of hashtag mug life. Mug life for the Holy Ruckus. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching, for listening. God bless you.